<laughs> all right, we are back today talking all things relationships. And the hard question that we have for today is, is it okay to date someone who is addicted to porn? Brianne. So I think the answer is complicated. And so I'm gonna say possibly. Okay. And I think there's some questions that we have to consider and begin to break down what that looks like for the relationship and the person we're talking about. And I think the first question is how deep are they into this? Are they open to talk about what their story has been like? Did they get ratted out by someone else? Are they convicted? Are they unrepentant? And I think that there's just a lot of different layers to understand how deep are they into this and what does their heart look like in that? Is it 10 hours a day? Is it once every you know two days? That I mean, those make a big difference. Another one for me is what kind of porn are they addicted to? because there is a difference in terms of the implications for a relationship between someone addicted to heterosexual porn, somebody addicted to child pornography, mm -hmm. somebody addicted to gay pornography, and obviously there's an endless list of these things, but the idea that the pornography that somebody watches will not inevitably be brought into that relationship is false. And so that that is a it's going to impact everything and I think if you're the one addicted to porn, it's really hard to talk about it. And so particularly the more perverse it gets, uh, the harder it is for them to kind of verbally process that out of shame. But if you're going to be dating somebody, uh, when this conversation happens, you're probably going to have to get down to like, so what is this with a third party who is safe and can help you probably process that? I think another really good question is, um, who is your accountability? who knows about this, who's been walking through this with you. Mm -hmm. I personally think if you found out about this and they hadn't had anyone walking through this with them yet, that's a huge problem. Because mm -hmm. that's a very fresh thing that's had no growth or overcoming in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if they have accountability par partners and they have you know different filters on their phone or different things that they've set up and all of that is verifiable, they're able to say, hey, you can go talk to Michael. He has all this information. He looks at it. He gets the reports and it's all verifiable. Then that is kind of a healthier level, right? From what we're looking at. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fourth question I would say, what do the godly leaders and mentors in their life say? So here's just a flat mm -hmm. rule. Godly young men and godly young women particularly, but I'll just say this with anybody. They have authority in their life. They live open lives. Mm -hmm. And there might be conversations they have with those leaders or mentors or counselors that they don't have with other people. But a godly person is going to have older, more mature people who speak into their life. Mm -hmm. And so this is one of those moments where like, I want to sit down maybe with their mentor and say, okay, you know the depths of their struggle. Mm -hmm. Is this good? Are they ready? Mm -hmm. If they're not ready, what are, the, what are the steps that they need in order to be ready? But, but again, if they don't have like, an authority in their life, a spiritual authority, a mentor, somebody they look up to. I think that's a huge, huge red flag. And that person should know about these kind of struggles because part of being godly is just, I mean, the gospel already tells me I'm a sinner. The gospel already tells me I'm going to mess up. In this day and age, it's not a surprise for any mentor. And so you you just live a, a transparent life. It's I feel like both of you guys are just telling me, like, you have to have a conversation about pornography mm -hmm. use. Yeah. Yeah. You know, right on the front end, because you mm -hmm. might not know any of these things, especially mm -hmm. if they're addicted. They're not mm -hmm. just going to be like, right. well, this right. is what I'm dealing with. Mm -hmm. So I, I know that you guys have dealt with this a lot of times in premarital counseling. But mm -hmm. if you could get to it before. Oh, yeah. Probably sure. recommend yeah. that. I, do. I think it's a conversation that should assume that you are being attacked by evil. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think as a woman, if you, when you're in a relationship with a man or even honestly with a man with a woman, you should assume that they are being 
attacked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so what does that look like for you? What does your story look like up to this point? What can I know and understand about where you're at with a lot of these different things? So, yeah. yeah, because let's be honest, it's really hard to avoid. So right. if, is, yeah. if you could give us a pulse on just like where the culture is yeah. at in regards to maybe statistics. Yeah, uh, so almost every man under 30, and I'm being generous here, but almost every man under 30 has some sort of history with porn. It does not mean they were knee-deep and addicted. It just They have some kind of history. Uh, it is actually really, really rare that I meet a man who does not have a, a personal struggle with it somewhere in, in their life. Mm. Um, 65% of young men, 18% of young women, Uh, right now in this day and age, this culture, this moment in time, are looking at pornography at least one time a week. And the the majority of these people, it's not just exposure or haphazard, it's actually addiction in the sense that when they have a, a feeling they don't know what to do with or they're feeling overwhelmed, it becomes what they go to. And so even though it might not be every day, for some people, it's hours and hours a day. It's mm-hmm. their secret life. Mm-hmm. And um, But for a lot of people, what I, what I interact with people, particularly if they have a job and a life and they're semi-responsible, um, what I find is that it's, it's sort of the thing they fall back on. Mm-hmm. And um, 11 to 12 hours a week, I mean, just think about this. There are some people who spend more than mm-hmm. that. And that's just kind of a heart-wrenching like reality mm-hmm. to consider. Um, but I would tell the person who actually just goes back to it every once a week or once every two weeks or three weeks, I would say that still is, it still is on the spectrum of addiction. It might not be as bad, uh, but understanding that that is what I use to cope is, is not healthy. The hard part is, is life gets harder. That's what natural when you get older. And so if this is how you cope now, the harder life gets, you're going to be doing that more and more. So to even find that anywhere in your life, it kind of needs to be. Yeah, I love that you just mentioned that it was a coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think sometimes people think about that. It's like, this is a sexual sin that I just do Mm -hmm. when I want to do it. But a lot of times coping mechanisms are unhealthy in that way. For sure. 93% of boys, 62% of girls are exposed to pornography before 18 years old. 18 is a really old number. We're learning that actually, particularly for boys, that age is like 9 to 11 years old. It's really, Mm. really young. And 9 to 11 year old boys don't know how to go search for it. But the reason I say these stats is because I think it gives a huge amount of empathy to, to particularly, I think, a young woman who's going to be dating a young, a younger boy and like, or younger man, sorry. And, and just understanding that this thing probably got a hold of them before they even had the ability to understand it. Mm. So I think there's some empathy, but, but no matter where you're at in the process, you have to take personal responsibility, whatever got you here. It's your job to partner Mm -hmm. with the Holy Spirit and godly men and women in your life to overcome it. Um, because it's one of those things that once it gets you a little bit, it only wants more and more Mm -hmm. of you and it will not make your relationship with this person, man or woman, better. Mm -hmm. I think if I were to sit down with anybody and say, do you want to get rid of anything that could compromise the joy and connectedness and glorifying Mm -hmm. God in this relationship, porn is going to be the number one thing. Mm -hmm. This will be the number one thing that will absolutely, inevitably create something negative. Uh, I mean, just, yeah, it's, you've got to deal with it. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough. hundred percent. Great. Okay. So Brianne, how serious is this then? I think I will. I'm going to add a bonus thought. I was Dude. just considering as you were talking. I was talking. watching your eyes and I was like, you have so much to say. I'm so I proud just of you. Saying, just no, I was just going to, I was thinking, I think that's why sometimes it's very though, hard not to take this personally. So that's yeah. my number one piece of advice mm-hmm. for women or the other person in the yeah. relationship 
is try to lean towards the empathy versus you putting your emotional energy into taking this personally. Yeah. Mm. If you begin to see that this is the person's story being written towards destruction and that you're very aware that the thief mm. comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and that's a real thing that is being pursued after, right? You can begin mm. to empathize at the victory that evil has had in that person's story and also at the desire for overcoming that Jesus Christ comes yeah. and he says, I have come to give you life abundant. And if we begin to take that personally, then it's like taking the story and like putting it all on us and it just actually muddles the whole yeah, situation exactly. and we mm. miss truly sharing and caring the gospel in someone else's life. Mm. In terms of what you were talking about, in terms of how serious is this and what this looks like, I think one of my biggest concerns are, is twofold. Mm. One, because there is not a readily often available way or place for young men to talk about this, I think it does turn into it, um, an even deeper level of shame than mm. most other subjects do in their life. And what happens in that is that then they think they just have to hide it all. Yeah. I've never looked at a young man who's told me, or man, I've, gosh, I've dealt with, I don't even know how many people, and had them tell me they're struggling with porn and been like, I can't believe you. Like, <laughs> it's weird when, you're, yeah. when somebody is confessing something, the, I think the empathy of almost every other person on the receiving side, short of it being your spouse, because that's a little bit different, like you were saying earlier, people take that personally. But I'm like, good job, man. Like, mm -hmm. let's talk about this. Yeah. Actually, this is, we can overcome this by the power of the Holy Spirit. Like, we can do this. Let's do it. Let's be a team. And my respect for people actually goes up, but they have been experiencing shame. Like, mm -hmm. the moment, yeah. the energy it takes them to build up to the moment of confession, mm -hmm. it is it is huge. Yep. Yeah. Huge. So I think that pornography is creating kind of a generation of like yeah. hiders, hiders, which I think then that like goes mm -hmm. into so many different areas where they don't feel like they're excelling and mm -hmm. want to be seen. They're like, oh, I'm just yeah. going to tuck this away so you don't see this part, right? And hiding and doesn't then, exactly foster connection or right. glorifying well, God. In order or, to hide something, yeah. you have to lie about lie, it, yeah. right? And so then that inauthentic part that and that just disconnects me from everyone yeah. in my life, right? Yeah. And so it is cultivating this whole generational cultural thing of hiding and lying in mm. order to not be seen and to try to keep that separate from everything else that yeah. I'm going to present to mm. people. Yeah. And I don't think that people necessarily want this. I don't think that they plan mm. on it. I think that particularly when it comes to the coping mechanism side, I think when I explain to men in particular that this is not just about pornography, this is about a pleasure pathway that you've created in your brain that actually allows you to feel like you can numb out and escape from the other social things in your world that you don't know, you don't have other tools yet mm -hmm. that you know how to deal with. Yeah. I feel like they're like, oh my gosh, that makes so much more sense. Mm -hmm. And it feels alleviating for them. And so I think for, for them to begin to understand that yes, this is about the sexual sin of the pornography, but it's also about something that is much deeper and bigger. I think that that's really important for them yeah, to be able most, to see. Most of the men that I have talked with will, I'll say, when do you do it? And it's almost always after stress, difficulty, feeling yeah. overwhelmed, anxious, and this becomes their coping mechanism, their pleasure pathway, their distraction. It's just very striking. Very rarely, I, I actually have never met a husband where he's looking at porn because he's discontent with his wife. Yeah, no, uh, I actually, it's actually have never always that precedes that. I can't think of a single exception. Now it's interpreted like that, right? But for sure, I've, yeah. I've never had that either be like the source or the genesis of what's going on. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think I know the answer to this question, but 
will marriage make this better? I need to ask. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I, that's a common question. If, yeah, if I, you too. know, because then you're thinking like maybe they are, you know, holding off on, mm-hmm. you know, sex. Mm-hmm. So then if they get married, maybe yeah. it will be better and they won't be struggling mm-hmm. as much. Yep. Um, I can't say how many young men think that marriage will resolve their masturbation addiction or their porn addiction because the two can be very separate actually. So, and often they'll have some sort of relief for about two to three months, but then, but they have, they have trained their brain to resolve anxiety or conflict mm-hmm. in a very certain way. Mm-hmm. And so if there is not sincere repentance of their pornography addiction, mm-hmm. I would add in there their masturbation addiction, marriage doesn't make it better. Mm-hmm. Because very few women are gonna be able to keep up with the level of your masturbation addiction. It's just not realistic, mm-hmm. you know? And once you're addicted to that kind of stuff, it's just, it, it always comes back. Yep. And I would say with repentance, then it's the putting on, so that's like, and that's like the putting off of this old lifestyle, but mm-hmm. it's also then the putting on of new ways of being yep. able to deal with all those things, yep. right? In a way that the gospel yep. kind of illuminates and gives yep. us. Yeah, marriage doesn't make us healthy automatically. Marriage yeah. just reveals what's already there and then mm-hmm. amplifies it. It's so true. <laughs> for better or for worse, you know? It's yeah. so true. Yeah. Um, so if I find out somebody is struggling mm-hmm. or my significant other and we're on this path of hopefully, you know, repentance and healing mm-hmm. and all that, um, and I have some trust issues, what should I do? Mm-hmm. Should I get his passwords? Should, you know, husband get the yeah. wife or if they're engaged and then like, you know, just basically <laughs> police yeah, them. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I wouldn't even script anything. My principle would be bringing a third party yeah. that is knowledgeable, trustworthy, knows you. And and honestly, the bringing of a third party will allow you to see if the other person's heart is transparent, humble, repentant. And if, like if you're engaged to somebody and you see pride mm-hmm. over pornography, pause. Mm-hmm. Like, because that ain't going away. And again, right. marriage is going to happen. And that's showing how they respond to sin in their yeah. life, right? So whether it's pornography or pride or anything down the road, I would just even say, too, anytime you're in that kind of intimate relationship with someone and you see them respond to sin being called out in their life like that, that's a big red flag. Yeah. And I think in that, too, as you're looking, I think I think it's very important. Women want that desire to control and have the passwords and be the person who's checking in on it. <laughs> yeah. And it never goes well. Nope. And so right. I always am telling women, you do not want to be the officer. You do not. Mm. You're not their police officer. Mm. And so to give that. So it's a good thing for them to be patrolled kind of. Mm. Right. right. And to have that by. accountability. Right. Yeah. But that good thing becomes yeah. a bad thing. It becomes a controlling thing. Right. Mm. Mm. And so you want to be giving yeah. that control and that responsibility to someone you really totally. trust. So you can be connecting to them in the healing process and you can be cheering for them mm-hmm. and not be the police officer in it yeah. yet being able to tune into that person who is and checking yeah. in on them i mean most spouses want to be the holy spirit for their spouse let alone oh, the yeah. burden which they don't need to be let alone the burden of being the police officer it's mm-hmm. when we actually need to be husband and wife that's a very different role mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so that's yeah. that's really good and i think finding a neutral person yeah. that if it's not like her brother, or this, yeah. you know, or your best friend, yeah, yeah, yeah. who's like, "Oh, I really hate oh to tell goodness, you the this." The amount of times you know? to pick those people. I know, yes. I'm like, no, don't do it. <laughs> That's not a good person. Don't it, do it. it will hurt another yes. relationship. Yes. Then yeah. they are awkward because they know information yeah, and they yeah. don't, you know, so, so yep. that's that's another good point. Yeah. All right. Thank you for diving into that difficult topic. Thanks, yeah. guys.